From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Mark Burnett, the shareholder in charge of LBMC Advisory Services. Mark, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Abby. Glad to be with you. Well, let's dive in. Why have advisory teams become such a vital strategic partner for businesses in today's economy? And how does advisory work differ from compliance-oriented work? And how are high-growth firms using them as a differentiator? Well, Abby, compliance work is often a must-do for organizations. It's things they they have to do. Um, But when you think about advisory services, these are things that companies may not have to do, but they should do. And the difference is advisory services can really help unlock the value for an organization, helping them think differently, helping them maximize efficiencies. But a lot of times organizations struggle with justifying the investment because there's an uncertain outcome. And it's one of those where they say, well, you know, should we spend the money? Um, because we don't know what the outcome will be. But generally, they make the investment and the outcome greatly exceeds the cost of the investment and it really multiplies the value of the organization. Mark, you have a strong focus on cybersecurity leadership and spend your time spreading awareness through speaking at events. What makes your approach to teaching cybersecurity unique and how has this been successfully integrated into the interactions with your clients and the way you train employees? Well, Abby, one of the things that makes my background unique is, so I started my career as a consultant, came straight out of school and was a consultant. But I realized after a number of years of consulting that I hadn't owned the problem. And I felt like that was a, a kind of a void in what I was able to bring to my clients. And so I spent nine years as a chief security officer for two different publicly traded companies. So that gave me a walk a mile in the shoes perspective of my clients and I got the scars on the back that you get when you learn along the way. And so um, my style is really putting myself in the shoes of my clients and thinking, hey, how can we make the assessment process easier for them when we're doing a cybersecurity assessment? And what were the things that frustrated me when I was the security leader? And what can I do to use the resources of my organization to address those things for our clients today? Absolutely. You know, being an expert in your field requires you to have conducted extensive research and mentorship. What were some challenges you faced throughout your learning experience? And can you comment on misconceptions about cybersecurity? Well, Abby, I've been doing cybersecurity for more than 25 years. And when I came out of school, there weren't many, if any, cybersecurity degree programs. So it wasn't something that you could, I could come directly out of school already equipped with all of the knowledge. So a lot of the knowledge that many of us who've been in the field for a while gained, we gained it through on-the-job experience and through collaboration with each other. And uh, I'm pleased to say that that's not so much so today. There are great degree programs that professionals who aspire to come into cybersecurity can pursue, um, and there's lots more access to training. But for a number of years, it really was a very collaborative spirit among those of us in the cybersecurity profession, just learning as we went along. Mark, most people believe that too much regulation is burdensome. How do you see this regulatory framework and subsequent compliance going forward? Well, in the cybersecurity world, Abby, the goal really is to manage security risk to a level that each organization is willing to accept. But from a cybersecurity standpoint, 
Investments in cybersecurity for most organizations don't directly increase revenues or reduce their costs. And as a result, when companies are trying to manage their bottom lines, sometimes they're tempted to shortcut on their cybersecurity investments. Well, what regulation does is it helps set a baseline and expectation with companies that they do have a duty and a responsibility to protect the sensitive data in their control. That could be credit card data, employee data, health data, anything like that. And um, while we certainly don't want organizations to only uh, follow their, their regulatory obligations and think that that's good enough, we want them to get to the point where they're managing risk acceptably. Uh, it, the, the regulatory obligations do help to set a minimum expectation standard. And you ask where I think the regulatory environment is going. Well, um, in the United States, we have some regulations in the healthcare world with HIPAA and in the financial services world, but we don't really have a nationwide regulation around um, individual or what we call personally identifiable information. We have those in 50 states today. And they're each unique to every state. I do believe that we'll see a national cybersecurity regulation at some point, which will set a standard across all of the United States for an expectation around protecting sensitive data. And as we round out today's discussion, what are some unique ways that you're fostering creative thinking across your organization now and in the future? Well, first, our online collaboration tools provide a great medium for encouraging creativity and communication around our teams. Uh, one of the things that we've been doing during the pandemic, we did a start, stop, continue exercise where we um, allowed all of our managers to identify things we should start doing that we aren't doing today, things we should stop doing because they're not creating the results that we want, and then what we should continue doing uh, because it, it's really uh, driving results in our team. Um, and so, so that's one area where we've really fostered an environment of creativity. Secondly, um, our firm added a growth and innovation team to our advisory services capabilities. This team's sole job is to bring creativity to organizations, and we've been able to leverage their expertise in our firm to help us think a little bit different about how we go to market, for example. That growth and innovations team, by the way, um, they actually have an, uh, we hired an engineer to help run that team. And uh, we're a team of, of um, uh, it's a it's an accounting firm, a professional services firm. So we have a bunch of numbers and information technology experts. Well, now we have an engineer. And what was interesting, Abby, was um, we had an exercise where we brought our management team together. And one of the things that we were doing in our team building time was we gave everybody uh, a bag of marshmallows and a, a bag of spaghetti. And we said, all right, each table needs to try to build. You have 10 minutes to build the tallest structure that you could. Guess which team won? the team with the engineer, right? So uh, he, he brought a totally different perspective to the table. And so that's that's been really great for fostering creativity. And then lastly, one of the other things that we've done for a while is on our employee intranet portal, we've actually got a place where people who, if they have an idea for improving a process at our firm, they can go out and submit it through a form. And then uh, we have a team of people that, that convenes. And once a year, we award a cash prize to the best idea that's submitted. And then everybody that submits ideas is eligible for a gift card as well. So really trying to give people a medium and an opportunity to be creative, encourage that uh, creative thinking process. And it sounds like you're very much encouraging creativity from all sides. Mark, I very much appreciate our discussion today. Thank you. Thank you, Abby. It's been great to be with you. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.